Chapter thirty four of the Hand of Fu Manchu. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Hand of Fu Manchu by Sax Romer. Chapter thirty four. Greywater Park. This is a singular situation in which we find ourselves, I said, and one that I'm bound to admit I don't appreciate. Nayland Smith stretched his long legs and lay back in his chair. The sudden illness of Sir Lionel was certainly very disturbing, he replied, and had there been any possibility of returning to London to-night, I should certainly have availed myself of it, Petrie. I show your misgivings. We are intruders at a time like this. He stared at me keenly, blowing a wreath of smoke from his lips, and then directing his attention to the cone of ash which crowned his cigar. I glanced, and not for the first time, towards the quaint old doorway which gave access to a certain corridor. Then, apart from the feeling that we intrude, I continued slowly, there is a certain sense of unrest. Yes, snapped Smith, sitting suddenly upright. Yes, you experience this? Good. You are happily sensitive to this type of impression, Petrie, and therefore quite as useful to me as a cat is useful to a psychical investigator. He laughed in his quick, breezy fashion. You will appreciate my meaning, he added. Therefore I offer no excuse for the analogy. Of course, the circumstances, as we know them, may be responsible for this consciousness of unrest. We are neither of us likely to forget the attempt upon the life of Sir Lionel Barton two years ago or more. Our attitude towards sudden illness is scarcely that of impartial observers. I suppose not, I admitted, glancing yet again at the still vacant doorway by the foot of the stairs, which now the twilight was draping in mysterious shadows. Indeed, our position was a curious one. A welcome invitation from our old friend Sir Lionel Barton, a world-famous explorer, had come at a time when a spell of repose, a glimpse of sea and awakening countryside, and a breath of fair, untainted air were very desirable. The position of Karamina, who accompanied us, was sufficiently unconventional already, but the presence of Mrs. Oram, the dignified housekeeper, had rendered possible her visit to this bachelor establishment. In fact, it was largely in the interest of the girl's health that we had accepted. On our arrival at Greywater Park we had learnt that our host had been stricken down an hour earlier by sudden illness. The exact nature of his seizure I had thus far been unable to learn, but a local doctor who had left the park barely ten minutes before our advent had strictly forbidden visitors to the sick-room. Sir Lionel's man, Kennedy, who had served him in many strange spots in the world, was in attendance. So much we had gathered from Homopulo, the Greek butler. Sir Lionel's household had ever been eccentric. Furthermore, we learned that there was no London train that night, and no accommodation in the neighbouring village. "'So Lionel urgently requests you to remain,' the butler had assured us in his flawless, monotonous English. "'He trusts that you will not be dull, and hopes to be able to see you to-morrow, and to make plans for your entertainment.' A ghostly grey shape glided across the darkened hall, and was gone. I started involuntarily. Then remote, fearsome, came muted howling to echo through the ancient apartments of Greywater Park. Nayland Smith laughed. "'That was the civet cat, Petrie,' he said. "'I was startled for a moment, until the lamentations of the leopard family reminded me of the fact that Sir Lionel had transferred his menagerie to Greywater. Truly, this was a singular household. In turn, Greywater Park had been a fortress, a monastery, and a manor-house. Now, in the extensive crypt below the former chapel— in an atmosphere artificially raised to a suitably stuffy temperature, were housed the strange pets brought by our eccentric host from distant lands. In one cage was an African lioness, a beautiful and powerful beast, docile as a cat. Housed under other arches were two surly hyenas, 
goats from the white nile and an antelope of cordofan in a stable opening upon the gardens were a pair of beautiful desert gazelles and near to them two cranes and a marabou the leopards whose howling now disturbed the night were in a large cell-like cage immediately below the spot where of old the chapel altar had stood and here were we an odd party in odd environment i sought to make out the time by my watch but the growing dusk rendered it impossible then unheralded by any sound karamaneh entered by the door which during the past twenty minutes had been the focus of my gaze the gathering darkness precluded the possibility of my observing with certainty but i think a soft blush stole to her cheeks as those glorious dark eyes rested upon me the beauty of karamaneh was not of the type which is enhanced by artificial lighting it was the beauty of the palm and the pomegranate blossom the beauty which flowers beneath merciless suns which expands like the lotus under the skies of the east but there in the dusk as she came towards me she looked exquisitely lovely and graceful with the grace of the desert gazelles which i had seen earlier in the evening i cannot describe her dress i only know that she seemed very wonderful so wonderful that a pang almost of terror smote my heart because such sweetness should belong to me and then from the shadows masking the other side of the old hall emerged the black figure of homopulo and our odd trio obediently paced into the sombre dining-room a large lamp burned in the centre of the table a shaded candle was placed before each diner and the subdued light made play about the snowy napery and fine old silver without dispersing the gloom about us indeed if anything it seemed to render it more remarkable and the table became a lighted oasis in the desert of the huge apartment one could barely discern the suits of armour and trophies which ornamented the panelled walls and i never failed to start nervously when the butler appeared sombre and silent at my elbow sir lionel barton's penchant for strange visitors of which we had had experience in the past was exemplified in the person of homopulu i gathered that the butler who i must admit seemed thoroughly to comprehend his duties had entered the services of sir lionel during the time that the latter was pursuing his celebrated excavations upon the traditional site of the daedalian labyrinth in crete it was during this expedition that the death of a distant relative had made him master of greywater park and the event seemingly had inspired the eccentric baronet to engage a suitable factotum his usual retinue of malay footmen hindu grooms and chinese cooks was missing apparently and the rest of the household including the charming old housekeeper had been at the park for periods varying from five to five-and-twenty years i must admit that i welcomed the fact my tastes are essentially insular but the untimely illness of our host had cast a shadow upon the party i found myself speaking in a church whisper whilst karamaneh was quite silent that curious dinner-party in the shadow desert of the huge apartment apparently recurs in my memories of those days because of the uncanny happening which terminated it nayland smith who palpably had been as ill at ease as myself and who had not escaped the contagious habit of speaking in a hushed whisper suddenly began in a loud and cheery manner to tell us something of the history of greywater park which in his methodical way he had looked up it was a desperate revolt on the part of his strenuous spirit against the phantom of gloom which threatened to obsess us all parts of the house it appeared were of very great age although successive owners had added portions there were fascinating traditions connected with the place 
secret rooms walled up since the middle ages a private stair whose entrance though undiscoverable was said to be somewhere in the orchard to the west of the ancient chapel it had been built by an ancestor of sir lionel who had flourished in the reign of the eighth henry at this point in his reminiscences smith had an astonishing memory where recondite facts were concerned there came an interruption the smooth voice of the butler almost made me leap from my chair as he spoke out of the shadows immediately behind me the forty-five ports sir he said and proceeded to place a crusted bottle upon the table sir lionel desires me to say that he is with you in spirit and that he proposes the health of dr petrie and his fiancee whom he hopes to have the pleasure of meeting in the morning truly it was a singular situation and i am unlikely ever to forget the scene as the three of us solemnly rose to our feet and drank our host's toast thus proposed by proxy under the eye of homopulu who stood a shadowy figure in the background the ceremony solemnly performed and the gloomy butler having departed with a suitable message to sir lionel i was about to tell you resumed nayland smith with a gaiety palpably forced of the traditional ghost of greywater park he is a black-clad priest said to be the spanish chaplain of the owner of the park in the early days of the reformation owing to some little misunderstanding with his majesty's commissioners this unfortunate churchman met with an untimely death and his shade is said to haunt the secret room the sight of which is unknown and to clamour upon the door and upon the walls of the private stair i thought the subject rather ill-chosen but recognised that my friend was talking more or less at random and in desperation indeed failing his reminiscences of greywater park i think the demon of silence must have conquered us completely presumably i said unconsciously speaking as though i feared the sound of my own voice this spanish priest was confined at some time in the famous hidden chamber he was supposed to know the secret of a hoard of church property and tradition has it that he was put to the question in some gloomy dungeon he ceased abruptly in fact the effect was that which must have resulted had the speaker been suddenly stricken down but the deadly silence which ensued was instantly interrupted my heart seemed to be clutched as though by fingers of ice a stark and supernatural horror held me riveted in my chair for as though Nayland Smith's words had been heard by the ghostly inhabitant of Greywater Park, as though the tortured priest sought once more release from his age-long sufferings, there came echoing, hollowly and remotely, as if from a subterranean cave, the sound of knocking. From whence it actually proceeded I was wholly unable to determine. At one time it seemed to surround us, as though not one but a hundred prisoners were beating upon the panelled walls of the huge, ancient apartment faintly so faintly that i could not be sure if i heard aright there came to a stifled cry louder grew the frantic beating and louder then it ceased abruptly merciful god i whispered what is it what is it end of chapter thirty four